Hey, thanks for joining us for Digging Deeper. I want to go back to um, John 11 and to Jesus's statement about the resurrection and the life. If you remember in the message Sunday, we were talking about this happening at a moment when Lazarus was ill and had died and Jesus comes and hasn't healed him yet, hasn't resurrected him yet. Martha's expectation is that Lazarus will rise on the last day in the uh, ultimate resurrection of all people. And Jesus kind of shifts that expectation. And he says this in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe that? And it's interesting that when Martha's expectation was, well, my brother is dead and he'll rise one day, Jesus shifted that expectation to um, from a future event to a person in front of Martha. And my point in that is, is that Jesus says the resurrection and the life offers healing. But my hope is that maybe through the message on Sunday, we begin to see that healing doesn't necessarily mean resolution of the problem, but living in Christ, with Christ that maybe we can shift our expectation of healing from God has taken away from me this thing that is difficult, this thing that is brokenness and woundedness or illness, and we can make our expectation more of God has redeemed this situation. So I want to press towards that idea of moving our concept of healing from a problem that needs to be solved, and when it's solved, God has healed me, to a situation that needs to be redeemed, and God will redeem it. And so redemption, if you remember from the message, is that situations that are broken, where there's woundedness, hurt, illness, have now become circumstances in which God is glorified. So what is redemption? Redemption is God using all that he's created for his glory. And so we as people, when we're redeemed, what does that mean? It means we live for God's glory. That, that an illness, when God heals an illness, he's redeemed that. And so what does it mean? He's healed it so that he will be glorified. It's a redeemed illness. But here's the other thing. Sometimes the healing takes place in us in such a way that it gives us the capacity to glorify God even when the circumstance isn't resolved. And if you remember, you saw Reg's video, the ultimate place of healing for Reg was that through that illness, yes, his brain healed and the bleeding stopped and he got back functioning of his body. But if you heard Reg's video, he said the healing was that he was a better person now. He was closer to God now. He, he realized the power of prayer. So the redemption in that situation resulted in Reg being more with Jesus in his life. And so I'm hoping that we can shift a little bit our expectations from God will heal me when the things that are broken in me are resolved to whether God heals me in that way or heals me by drawing me deeper into Christ, I'm content either way. But I'll go one step further and I'll say this, for God to heal and take away an illness or a brokenness and have it result in us not glorifying him, in us not being closer to him, is not redemption. And so ultimately, if it's God's healing, 
it leads to my life in Christ's presence more deeply. So all that to set up what I'm about to say. If you remember, we talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3 in our message and, and how they came to that place of saying, we trust God to save us from this fiery furnace, but if not, so I want to go to verse 16, and I want to read a little bit, and then we're going to go beyond that. So listen to this in verse 16. King Nebuchadnezzar has just come to them and said, Hey, if you don't worship me and the, the golden statue I've made, I am going to throw you into a fiery furnace. And this is the answer that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego give King Nebuchadnezzar. They say this, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. But he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are living a life deeply entrusted to God, deeply rooted in God. Their circumstance is already redeemed. They have redemption in that. And the redemption is their circumstance is about God's glory, which frees them to say, but even if not, but if not, we are not going to serve you. We're not going to serve your gods. We're not going to worship the golden image that you made. Do you see how redemption leads to freedom? Freedom to say, I will stand on relationship with God through Christ which means I can do or not do anything else. So when the pressure comes from outside saying, you're going to pay a price, if you don't do this ungodly thing, we have the freedom to say, well, I don't care about the price. So here's where it gets really good. Verse 19. This is where this illustration of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in my mind, speaks to what true redemption is, what true healing is. Verse 19, Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. So the fire in that furnace was so hot, it actually burned up the guys who were throwing them into the furnace, but it didn't burn them up. Listen to this in verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Now, redemption always leads, not necessarily to us avoiding the furnace, but to Christ being in the furnace with us. That fourth person who's in here is what uh, is called theologically a Christophany. 
And what a Christophany is, it's a manifestation of Christ before he was incarnate. So Jesus pre-incarnate Christ in the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, walking unbound with them. And so you want to know what healing is, what true healing is? True healing is a situation either being resolved or not being resolved, but us being redeemed in it. And so we don't need to have what it is we expect that would make life easier, more comfortable. I don't necessarily need to be healed for the situation to be redeemed. Sometimes the healing is redemption itself, which is me with the capacity to handle all of life's circumstances, no matter what comes at me, because Christ is in my presence, which is exactly what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego pre-incarnate Christ manifest in their presence in this fiery furnace. And so they take him out. And listen to this. Nebuchadnezzar comes to the door and then he says this to them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Do you see God getting the glory for their struggle? Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And so now here they are, out of this fiery furnace that was intended to kill them. They were already living a life of redemption in God's presence, which allowed them to say in the first place, look, our God can save us, but if he doesn't, we're still not going to serve you. And here's what it says. The hair of their heads was not singed, nor their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Isn't that an amazing thought? When we are seeking to live in Christ's presence, which is ultimate healing, that doesn't necessarily change my circumstances, doesn't guarantee that I will find that I, I have wealth and health and prosperity and no discomfort in my life because I'm in Christ's presence. When we live in His presence and that redemption of being in His presence comes upon us, we become the kind of people who can stand in any situation, any circumstance, because Christ is standing with us. And I love that line, no smell of fire was on them. You know, when we go through these trials in life, we go through these struggles and these difficulty, the places where we want Jesus to heal us the most, and we find that He's standing in our presence, all of a sudden, we become people who don't live in bitterness and resentment and hurt and anger over what we've been through. We become people that you can't even smell those things on, regardless of what we come through. I think that's peace. I think that's freedom. I think that's ultimately the beauty of living a life that is in Christ. The world can do whatever it wants to us, and we don't take on that scent we become people who still live freely in Christ because He was with us in those circumstances. And so maybe that's what ultimate healing and redemption is. Maybe ultimate healing and redemption is, I can stand in the presence of all things that this world may bring at me so long as Christ is with me. I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. It's from Charles Spurgeon, the, the, the uh, old Baptist pastor in England. And he said this one time, he said that 
When you can take up a cup of water and a crust of bread and say with the old Puritan, what, all this in Christ too? You will be truly happy and you will make others truly happy. Really, in our brokenness, in our woundedness, in our need to be healed, maybe all it really comes down to is standing in Christ's presence, letting his presence be the redemption, letting his glory be the purpose, and being able to say, Lord, if you resolve this, okay, but if not, it's not going to change how I view you. I'm still going to do all things for your glory. There's some great questions from Pastor James that you guys can press into in your discussion time in your group. Just encourage you to be, be open and transparent and really seek to um, share your heart and your mind and your life with each other. So let me pray for you before you go into your time of discussion. Father, we're so grateful that we don't need you to redeem our circumstances. We just need your presence in them. And Father, I pray that we're a people who like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can be tossed in the most fiery furnaces, knowing that if your presence is there, we're okay. That you can save us, you are able to save us, but if not, we won't serve any other God. And in that, we'll live lives of redemption and the power of your resurrection for your glory. So we ask that you do this work in us, make us into those kind of people in Jesus' name. Amen.